birthday to you. Happy birthday for tomorrow. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, mate. Thanks, mate. See? Just getting in early. Yeah, you were, actually. Yeah, just, well... I mean, it's a day early here, but it'll be a week late when people listen to it. True. So, hopefully, everyone has done to you what I'm going to do to you tomorrow on social media. No, fucking... No, we're not doing... Well, luckily, it'll be too late to yeah, hear this in time. Be. Look, I'll accept it a little bit more this year mm-hmm. because it is a... It's an icon number. Yes. It's the big 5 Mm-hmm. So I'll accept that people will do the happy birthday. Mm. But the ones that don't talk to me any other time yes. during the year, mm. um, just fuck off. No, I don't have need a, it. I have a special message for it. you on social media tomorrow. Oh, you're going to tell everyone to do it, aren't you? I've got a special message just oh, for you. Oh, so <laughs> something for you to, to oh. ponder over and <laughs> sweat over. and Lovely, <laughs> lovely. <laughs> really just... Agonise over, and then by the time people have read this, they'll they'll realise exactly what it was. This um, and this comes back to the conversation or a, a, a tone we had prior to coming on air. <laughs> uh, this this could, this could be the moment that this could be the last one. Up. <laughs> this could be the thing that that ends the South Road Boys, mm. where years down the track, people are still talking about <laughs> you know what really happened behind what? the scenes. I mean, we know what was said in the news, and yep. and you know we know what was on the website. And the mockumentary. We, yeah, we, we saw the words, yep. you know, and all that, but come on, what really happened? Yeah. What, what, what got in between you? Who was really in the room? <laughs> Who yeah. else was really in the room? Yeah. We, we know there's more. Yeah. But neither of you have ever been open about it. You know, now, now's the chance to get- Fight club. <laughs> if Bruce, if um, Brad Pitt taught us nothing, we can't talk about it. Can't talk about it. No. We'd like to. Mm. I want to do a tell-all, but Brad yeah. Pitt said we can't. Yeah. So that's just how it is. It. Mm. Uh, but you never know. Hopefully, it's not the case. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully, we're still here next week. Here's hoping. <laughs> uh, how have you been, man? What's going on? I've been golfing. I've been gardening. Mm. I've been beering. Look at you. I've been looking at. Fucking maps of Europe and trying to work out tripping. Oh. <laughs> um, I've been looking at interesting things such as UFOs in America. A UFO? Well, no, they've identified what they are. <laughs> well, there's, there's now been three objects that have been shot down in the last few weeks. I mean, look. They haven't, they haven't worked out the latest one. They don't know. All we is know that, is, well, the Canadians have shot down one. Yeah, well, that's. I think it was... I think it was, was it the Canadians or was it the Americans maybe in Canadian space that shot it down for them or I don't know. <laughs> Who the fuck get would know? Get that for us, will you, Justin? <laughs> yeah, just no, we're, we're, we're having a coffee. The thing is- we're, we're, Can you guys, I mean, you're nearby, just drop by, shoot it out, we'll collect the shit later. Would you have thought in 2023 the words spy balloon would have been mentioned? No. I mean, one would have thought that the good people, if, look, let's just put the blame fairly and squarely on the Chinese. Not saying they are, because I don't fucking know, right? But I would imagine that they would have the capability to do a bit more than a balloon. Like a fucking Uber drone. Uber drone, I mean. With some kind of reflective surface. Exactly. So basically makes it invisible to the naked eye. Or just a mirror. An alternative radar. Can't see it. And it just, I just it baffles me. Mm. It absolutely baffles me. And then. Balloon. Shot, shot it down. We don't know where the bits are. No. So, look, I wasn't consulted, <laughs> but here's a hot tip. 
if you shoot down a balloon, now I understand, I think that they said the cruising altitude of a spy balloon, the average spy balloon, is about three kilometres. So that's out of the range of most normal firearms. Yep. Right, so you can't just shoot it out. Mm -hmm. So you're going to need something that's propelled, self-propelled, like an ongoing thruster or whatever. And I don't think it's got heat-seeking capability, so you can't get a heat-seeking missile and do that. So you're probably going to need an aircraft to be able to do it. Instead of sending an F-18 fighter jet that goes along at a fucking clip of knots, if you've seen Maverick, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, they move. Mm. Maybe a helicopter. Because then you can shoot it. Like Airwolf. Like Airwolf, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly like Airwolf. Airwolf. We need to bring your chopper back from the 80s. Exactly. Reignite it now to shoot out a balloon. And then just hover, as helicopters are known yep. for doing, to see where the bits go. That makes sense, doesn't, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yeah. Or grappling hook. Don't even have to shoot it down. I'll take it with you. Land on top of it for mm. crying out loud. Salvage rights. Just fucking grab it. I'm surprised, it's in our space. I'm surprised the good people at Red Bull haven't tagged it. <laughs> But all they've said with the recent one, though, it's cylindrical in nature, pretty much. Oh, so, it's, a, it's a balloon. So cock. they haven't actually said it's a balloon. They've just said it's cylindrical. Cylindrical. So, you know, you never know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> one to throw that out there. <laughs> but I mean, it could be aliens, knobs in cocks in space. Maybe aliens. They've had a they've had a birthday for their baby aliens. Yeah, and. Everyone knows at birthdays, take balloons. Sure. So maybe they've just lost a couple. Okay. So that's Question. possible. Since 2021, mm-hmm. uh, how many reports has the US government said they've received about UFOs? Since 2021. Since 2021. Now, we're all a bit COVID crazy. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's and we true. are jumping at shadows. That did amplify things a little bit. But we're all inside. Okay, yep. So, yep. Fair juxtaposition. Know, all yep. you're doing is peering out your window. True. So so we're talking two years. Two years. In America. Correct. The the land of the, the batshit crazy. Though. Yeah, true. The, COVID, the land of the batshit crazy. And, um, and also, the, it was some, oh, no, it was only half of the Trump years, really, wasn't it? Cause, yeah, because Biden's been there for a bit now, so that's changed slightly. Um, Do you know if he gets re-elected, he'll be eighty-one years old? Jesus, fuck you, Granddad Biden, Granddad Joe. Could you imagine going for any other job, saying yes, I want to do this into my eighties? <sighs> I mean, maybe a lecturer, maybe, maybe. Imagine if, imagine if a young person did get in his praise. Someone, yeah, you know, thirty-one. No, because they've got a minimum age. Why have they got a minimum age? Minimum age is what, 35. 60? 35 years old. But even that, that would be young for a prez. It's never been recorded because, before. Because, I mean, they normally go in at, I don't know, 60? Yeah, well, no, I think- <laughs> And they come out looking like they're 90? No, I think we only get eight years anyway, but I think the youngest has been in their 30s. Because Barack That'd got be in- a while back. Yeah, but Barack got in in his 40s. Mm, true. He was a young fella, mm. and then he had his eight years. But, um, yeah, Joe will be 81 at the end of his next term if he gets there. And if the Don comes back for four more, he will be in his late 70s. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, look, unless, of course, you're a sex therapist for senior citizens, I don't think being in your 80s is probably the best thing to do the job. 
Look, and I get you don't want some sort of fresh out of university, twenty-two year old, no, running the biggest you want super some experience. Power. You need a little bit of life lessons yep. and and not just fancy book learning. So I think maybe well into your thirties is not unreasonable. But the problem being is when they wrote, when a bunch of old white men wrote the rules on being president, um, thirty-five was the maximum life expectancy. <laughs> you know, if you live to forty. <laughs> You were basically a geriatric. Yep. So thirty-five. <laughs> so seventy, eighty is the new thirty-five. It's getting, it's old though, isn't it? Thirty-five. Uh, 80, 80. 81. Jeez. 81. Oh my goodness. When I say when I say old, I mean, for instance, my dad is oh crap. What's dad now? Seventy-nine this year. Mm. Well, mum, my mum's just turned yeah. sixty-nine. Oh, but, I mean, dinner for two. <laughs> but I mean, he's saying that would. Daddy's 79. Like, I look at Dad and, the, you know, still going all right. Sure. Should he be president? I wouldn't want him president. Prime Minister? <laughs> Probably not. Head of the golf club? I just don't think he'd have the same temperament that he used to have once. <laughs> like That cool, calm demeanor yeah. that Ivan Barnes is known for. Could you, what about what about uh, president of the golf club? Oh, look. He or, could, or is he more no, of a VP? look, he could do it. Yeah. But I don't think he'd be fucked with it anymore. <laughs> he wouldn't want to put up with all the bullshit, bullshit. Yeah. in the politics and all that. No, nah, he wouldn't be. Now, give him a button care. that says he can eviscerate anyone. Oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> well, yeah, but imagine that, right? You get a surly 80-year-old who can't be fucked putting up with other people's bullshit. Now, give him a button that says, if you don't like what they say, you can eviscerate them. Yeah. That's not who you want in charge of a country. <laughs> not really, no. No, not really. <laughs> you want someone who's got a bit of patience. Like, mm. not a lot, but... Can put maybe things in perspective and go, fuck, I'm not just sick and tired of people's bullshit. Yep. Uh, 1,342. 1,342. Okay. UFO sightings. Oh. <laughs> it's Good guess. Found out there. What have we got? Great guess. 500 is the answer. Okay, right. I was a little bit over. Yeah. Um, with hundreds So I suddenly realised you asked me a question and we went off on a tangent. Unexplained. Um, apparently since 2021 – the US government has received more than 500 UFO sightings. And according to the Director of the National Intelligence, 247 unidentified... Roughly 50%. 50% are unidentified aerial phenomena. Yeah, I like it. The AUPs. It really annoys me that they've changed it. Because, mm. I mean, I kind of get it because UFO is just associated with aliens. Really? Even though it's not that. Yeah. But it just became that. Yeah. A little bit like um, all sharks are known as Jaws. Correct. Which they're not. Just the way it is. Otherism and Bruce. Yeah, exactly. Um, so to suddenly change it up, it's fine. But it's like when they changed bloody, um, like, um, was it STI? No, it wasn't STIs. Yeah, was STI. It? it was STDs. STDs initially. It's actually transmitted disease. Yeah, and it had a really bad rap. So it's like, let's rebrand Rebranding, it. Rebranding, eh? STIs. We'll call it infection now. yeah. People won't really worry about it as much. No, <laughs> it's <exactly>. fine. <laughs> always use condoms. Always. When you had the Grim Reaper <laughs> advertising prophylactics. Oh, wasn't that good? I mean, that was the AIDS. Yeah. Was epidemic. that or was it smoking? No, no. it was AIDS. <laughs> well, was well, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not sure for cigarettes they would always use condoms. Yeah. Always. <laughs> yeah, no, but, that was, I mean, but it was they, a Grim Reaper champion bowling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was frightening. I mean... It was terrifying advertising. I was watching, um, what's the show with um, Barney out of How Much Your Mother, uh, Uncoupled. Okay. Um, so it's a, it's like a, basically like a gay sex in the city. 
Okay. It's funny as fuck. Sure. Like, hilarious. As long as you're, if you're, if you're homophobic, you're not going to like it at all. Okay. It's fucking funny. Um, but there's a scenario. So he's come out of a relationship he's been in for ages. So, what, six now, months? Because that's a gay relationship. <laughs> um, and then he's uh, now a single gay man. Oh, hello. He, but he's a guy in his 40s, so he's not in his 20s anymore, that kind of thing. And it's sure. like, okay, how does the world work now as a single man? Which would be no different to anyone yep. than single. Jump on grinder. Um, but one of the things he picked up with some dude- and then he's like, I've got condoms. And the guy basically laughed it off and said, we don't need to use those anymore. We've moved beyond that. Yeah, age is not a thing anymore. And, and there must, But it must be something where, from an STI point of view, um, it's like there was a way to like, just take a tablet and fix whatever. Yeah. Like, there was no care factor to it. Sure. And it was, uh, but they did say, though, that we've moved beyond that. That's a, it's funny enough that like the, all the, they had the AIDS Pandemic. It's gone back to the seven. pandemic. Is the right word? No. Epidemic. Epidemic. Thank you. Um, so that was a big thing, and that was all blamed on the gays. The gays, of course, right, blamed on that. And now that's kind of gone. Mm. Now they don't worry about STIs anymore for whatever reason. They've got blah blah blah. Medicine. Um, and now that's only that's a hetero thing. Oh, only hetero so people flipped. get STIs. So whatever they're worried about with blah blah blah, it was it was really interesting. I, I never. I was going to research it to be honest to see whether or not it had any validity because. It sounded like it wasn't throwaway gag. It was a case of this is what gay life is now. Sure. That we don't worry about that now. It's not important. We don't have to be concerned. Like, Well, because, yeah, I mean, that was the problem in the 70s. I mean, look, you get the maybe some um, – maybe the clap, some crabs or whatever. Mm-hmm. But whatever, take a pill, get over and done with. Move on. Move on. Yeah. It was just um, – it was so blasé. It was interesting. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, they don't have to worry about pregnancy. No. That's big all. bonus. So, a big bonus. Big bonus. Yeah, so big bonus. <laughs> little bonus. Big bonus. Little bonus. Cardboard box. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yeah, rebranding. So, I find it interesting they've changed over to something different, but it's taken the fun out of UFOs, though. Well, because now it it's just, just has. now it's just there's something in the sky. Could be anything. I mean, it makes them the amount of people that freaked out. Well, bloody Skylink. Well, exactly. Of the three hundred. Well, hang on. Uh, the figure has increased 144 sightings of suspicious aerial objects previously reported. In addition, another 119 objects reports have been uh, that have been buried. Old records of the past 17 years have been unearthed, leaving 510 in total. Of the 366 new reports, 26 were determined to be drones. Mm-hmm. 163 were balloons. Six. Why aerial- are there so many fucking balloons? <laughs> well, you look the old classic. It was a weather balloon. Mm. The thing is, here's the thing that I weather don't get. Weather balloon was all, that was the classic. It was a classic. Even in X-Files, it was a weather balloon. Mm. I just, I, I, I am baffled because I don't know whether or not you're aware, Troy, balloons aren't generally something that you steer or have control over their flight path. No, they normally go with the flow. Yeah, go with the wind. Mm. So I'm not sure that if you were going to be operating an international spying organisation and you were going to be doing some international spying, that the drone would be, no, 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 we won't target where we're going. Let's throw up a balloon and see where it lands. Dude, budget cuts. Budget, it is all budget cuts. Yeah. Um, 171 sightings still remain unexplained, being labelled as uncharacterised and unattributed. Uh, 26 were determined to be drones. 163 were balloons. Six aerial objects would be attributed to various objects and animals like birds or weather debris, weather or debris, fair enough. Like oh, the old, the most beautiful thing in the world, a plastic bag floating around. There you go. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Happens all the time. It just, I just, come on. 
Come on. Be better. Be better. Be better. <laughs> so, yes, I have seen balloons in the news. Yeah. The uh, there has been something else that I'll throw up that was in the news that happened, uh, I think it was yesterday. Mm. All um, my troubles seem so far away. Well, there's been a, a bit of a a phenomenon. Phenomenon. It's becoming a regular thing lately. <laughs> Why not? All the time. Uh, see, Christ the Redeemer got attacked again. No? Yeah, it got lightning struck. Oh, uh, in Brazil? Yes, in Rio de Janeiro. Yeah. Uh, I would imagine that the Statue of Christ the Redeemer would probably get struck by lightning frequently. What's happened before? Yeah, yes. Happened back in 2014, I think it was. Right. And it broke off part of its thumb. Well, <gasps> if they no. didn't use real metal for the nails in the palms, <laughs> then maybe it wouldn't attract so much fucking weather. But it got hit again. So, of yes. course, because there's so many like cameras and videos and everything on this thing. Yeah. Um, anything that happens is recorded. Well, it would be one of the yeah. most iconic man-made objects in the world. It would oh, have yeah, to be. Definitely. Like, it'd be up there with the pyramids, with... S- Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty, yes. Things, things that think. are just recognisable straight away. Yeah, you look at that and you know Brazil. Yeah. Rio. Anyway. Much. But, um, yeah, but it does so look very cool, though. Um, not missing anything this time. We just got hit again, but everyone's like, oh, my God, so it looks... I mean, I've got to admit. <laughs> Literally, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to admit. I'm oh, my son it, of God. It does look pretty cool. <gasps> Someone caught the moment. Yeah. So, obviously, oh, I dare shit, say it's son. been videoed and they've just taken a freeze frame. Yeah. I mean, maybe it might have been a case there was a thunderstorm happening, a lightning storm happening. So, it's like, you know, just in case. Just in Let's case. Let's make sure we get this. Ooh. But it looks amazing. It actually looks like the lightning's come down yeah. and basically just taken its head off. It really does. Yeah. And there would be people out there who would be going- Oh, it's a sign. Fucking, it's a sign. It's a sign, Joe. Didn't get him 2,000 years ago, making sure he gets him now. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. I, yeah, but it looks I can cool. only imagine the theories that are surrounding. Oh, uh, they would be that. about. Because you've got to remember, even though it is in Rio, there would be Disney Rio in the statue of Christ the Redeemer. Well, I assume it's concrete, so it'd have to be. Unless, of course, it's a marble statue. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't just make that shit and expect it to stay as it is. It needs no, you've got to have some sort of reinforcing. Yeah. So I would imagine it would attract some electricities. I dare say, but yeah, so it's um, it's just, it's pretty impressive, I've got to admit, but all oh, there be some, look, this is a moment. Yes. Like, oh, fuck, if you're a cult leader, <laughs> these are the moments where you just salivate and go, oh, well, I'm fucking going to use that. No, because it's... I don't know how you can work that for your for your cult, Some kind for of your David Koresh. You'd be yeah, able to work it out. What you need to do is record yourself. I reckon if you're going to start a cult, here's what you do. I think you lock yourself in a way in a room for a period of a few months or whatever. Yep. And just record you saying predicting predicting or, things. Yep. Just pr- random predicting things. Yep. But things that are possible, but not likely. Yeah. Christ the Redeemer will be struck by lightning. Yeah, like you're not going to say It's happened you know, once, but, you know, fuck, it doesn't you're happen You're not going to say, you time. know, Joe Biden fell out of the crown of the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Like, unlikely. Unlikely, but possible. Possible, but unlikely. Especially when you're the maintenance bloke on the crown of the Statue of Liberty <laughs> and you know there's a presidential visit coming up. <laughs> and you love Trump. And you love Trump. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Maybe that's what you do. Maybe. And then, so you just have all these things recorded, mm. and then if something does happen, Aye. you can go, wow, sucks as you might record um, that 
uh, a plane is going to leave the sky and crash, yep. killing over 100 people. Perfect. On this date, right? Ish. And then you record that for every day of the next five years. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and yeah, And then yeah. you just wait and you go back and you pull that one out of the archives and go, oh, fuck me. Perfect. I predicted this uh. two years ago. Mm, this would happen. Mm, mm, mm. Look at this. It's, and everyone goes, oh, my, my God, God, Mr. Koresh, you're incredible. Yeah, David. Mm. Uh, the thing is, there's two people who would call bullshit on that. Uh, Penn and Teller. Are you familiar with them? The I magicians? Am. Yeah. Mm. So there's, interestingly, I watch, they have a TV show called Foolish, where they get magicians, either professional or amateur magicians, they get up and they do a magic trick in front of Penn and Teller. Mm. And all they have to do is fool Penn and Teller. So, they, so in other words... They need to make it so they can't tell them how they did the trick. What was the method to be able yep. to do that okay. trick? Yep. Now, they and speak- they got, They've been in it a while. Well, they've got an encyclopedia. They've got like 40 or 50 years worth of working together magic experience. Yep. They have an encyclopedic knowledge of how things work. Have they done a podcast? Uh, yes, Penn does a how podcast. How many episodes have you done? Uh, Penn's Sunday School, I think, is up there in a few hundreds. Like he is- and Like over, over like 277? Yeah, I pretty much, I think so. Okay. I think he does his like five days a week or something. Oh, fair enough, right. Yeah, he's a regular. Yeah, let's see. He, unfortunately, he doesn't have to work a real job. No. No, lives an easy life. Yeah, fucking yeah. magic. <laughs> fucking magicians. Um, now, the thing is, in that magic trick, they, they can only have one guess. They're not allowed to rattle off, oh, you might have done this, you might have done that, you might have done this, you might have done that. Yeah, okay. Because they have enough knowledge that they can go through – five different methods and eventually they'll probably stumble upon the method that you use. Well, there must only be a certain amount of ways you can do something. There's only – not an infinite ways to skin a cat, yep. but there's a few. Unless you're really a magician. Unless, of course, you're really fucking magic. Oh, it makes well, me. there was one guy – Makes me that everyone could say, oh, you know, it's just a trick. Yeah, it's No, a trick. it's actually fucking real. It's real Fuck magic. Fuck off, dickhead. Well, there's this one guy <laughs> who um, Penn and Teller said – the trick is there is no trick. So what he did was he was able to have someone pick a card, pick a card, any card, any card at all. Yep. Now they know that the card that was picked was a forced card or they that the person who knew what that card was. And then it got lost in the deck. And then through shuffling or whatever, he was able to find that card. Yep. But then he dropped the cards and picked a card out and picked the card that the person had selected. And they went, the only way you did that was years and years of practice being able to read a falling deck of cards and grab the right one out. It is a gift that you have, but you have not fooled us. And he's like, you got me. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Like, wow. Number one, how the fuck do you practice that so much you can do that? That's incredible. It is incredible, yeah. Number two, the fact that they knew, obviously they looked at it and said, you know what? There are a certain amount of ways this can be done. Yep. We can't see you've done it all the other ways. So the only one left, however unlikely, is that. is that you've actually legit just you know how a pack of cards falls the way you've cascaded it, yep. and you have picked the right one out. Incredible. Tell you what, though, you'd be going. I'm thinking, my cock is really big. Yeah, <laughs> big dick game. Yeah. Anyway, there was another and one. Then that they've they had. come in and just proved that nah, it's mates because normal size. Well, exactly. There was another one who came out who did a similar trick and got people to pick. I think it was a map, pick a country, pick a food, and all this kind of stuff. And he had the predictions. 
but he only gave people a selection of you've got to pick one of these ten countries, you've got to pick one of these seven foods, well, you've got to pick narrowing one of, it down. But still, the options are in the thousands. Okay. Yep. The com the possible combinations yep. are in the thousands, and then he goes, "Oh, I knew that this is what these three people were going to choose. I knew this person would choose." A uh, the Spain, I knew the person would choose pink, and I knew this other person would choose pizza. How do I know that? Because here's the video, and he plays the video, and he goes, I predict that the person will choose Spain, pink, pizza. And they went, well, we hear you, we just think you're patient, and that you have gone and recorded a video for every possible outcome. And he <laughs> had thousands. Oh, really? Thousands. <laughs> So that's up there. We're starting your own religion of a plane will crash on this date. So essentially, um, the uh, the possible cult leaders of the world Mm. are actually just musicians, or just patient, (laughs) exactly patient musicians. Yeah. So there you go, roadies. Pen and tell us, fool us. Do yourself a favor. If you like a bit of magic, fucking great. Speaking of magic, not magic really. We were talking about things that were manufactured. I've got two. Two things to talk about. One's me, one's children. Not mine. Genius children, though. Genius children. Which one do you want? Well, can I, before you get into that, Mm. I'm just going to bring up something. So I said before that I've been gardening. Mm. So I had a little bit of help. Um, So Beck and her two boys, who were 13 and 14. Minions. And and one of his mates, or their mates as well, come along, same age, um, and helped out, which was great. But I've suddenly realised after all these years, mm. uh, the real reason people have children. To do shit. I always thought it was kind of, you know, because, I mean, there's the obvious ones. Because people, that's just what Legacy. you do. Like, you, you have kids. Legacy. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Someone or, to look after you when you're old. Yeah, yeah, there's that. You know, it's a case of um, basically people just, they have an, like an internal need to have children to produce. Yeah. Uh, there's that. Organ donor, in case Organ, you get sick. That's fantastic reason. You know, my sister's keeper. Yeah, whatever that so, was called. So I think it was what the the book was. Yep, I think that's a fair call. <laughs> um, but the the real reason, the main reason I've discovered now mm-hmm. is just so you have minions. Yeah. So they just do shit. Yeah. I just, and I get it now. It's taken me all this time to work it out. It's fantastic. Well, the problem that you've had is the probably the exposure, and I don't mean it that way. That you've had <laughs> with, <laughs> the exposure you've had to to children um, has been sub ten. Yes. And there's your problem. They're fucking useless. <laughs> <laughs> like they, they they really don't get shit done. Yep. Not in 2023 Australia. Yeah. You know, if you go to some Southeast Asian countries, anywhere in Africa, sub 10. They're oh, they're running, running the house. They're running a full wage. Yeah. They're going to work, you know, 60, 80 hours a yep. week. That's not a problem at all. But I in mean, Australia, they're only earning about 50 bucks. But you know what? It doesn't matter. A year. They're only kids. A year. They're only kids. Um, whereas in Australia, that just doesn't happen. Sub-10, not a lot. Look, they might do a couple of chores, but quite frankly, they're not earning their keys. It's token. Exactly. Yeah. Once you get them into their teen years, though, you can get some decent hard labour out of them. Yeah. Like, it's great. Yesterday, my daughter uh, woke me up, which was a delight. And said, Dad. <laughs> Punch to the face. Wake up, Dad. <laughs> Wake up, you dump fucker. Oh, um, fuck, that was a delight. <laughs> and said, uh, Dad, you want some breakfast? I've gone. Actually, yes, yes, I do. Eggs, bacon, hash browns. 
Eggs, bacon, and hash browns is what I was greeted to. Bacon. Bacon. My daughter cooked me a full breakfast, though. Perfect egg. The white was solid. The yellow was runny. Oh, fucking cook, hash, your egg. cook your eggs properly, Jack. Hash brown was uh, nice and crispy. Good. Beautiful. Fucking what more would you want? Where's Where's the invite for me? Like, didn't send me a text and say, oh, if you want to come over now, I was cooking breakfast. I rolled over and you were still sleeping. So. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> glad you might be. Yeah, thanks, mate. No, um, true. By the time you would have got there, though, it would have been a bit Fine. late. Fine, whatever. All about you. But see, now she's hitting the good years, <laughs> where we can years. really get some good, solid, hard work yeah, out of it. Time. Um, I mean, there's always been the consequence in our house if you have bad behaviour and you get told your behaviour is unacceptable, and you continue to carry that behaviour, or you trap off. You go outside and do five weeds. Jeez, I tell you what, Amy must love weeding. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> five weeds is what you get. Yep. And then if you carry on with it, 10 weeds. Mm-hmm. I think the most Ella's had is 20. I think Jake's walked out there with 20 as well. Right, eh? Yep. And you, the, look, to the point where they've got their own little weeding fork. Yep. So it, it happens on a regular basis. But So the shit kids. <laughs> the shit kids. And we just try – look, sometimes you have to make – if we've got people coming over, you have to make up some shit so they go out and pull weeds. Yep. But it is what it is. So be it. <laughs> It's that or a ball gag. Exactly. And apparently that's frowned upon. Oh, it really is these days. Mm, it really anyway. is. But speaking of genius kids, mm. now schools are going back for most of yes. Australia. They are back into the throes of it. Now, we are living in 2023. So back when the olden days when you and I were at the school. olden days. The olden days. Mm-hmm. I used to occasionally get told off for reading a book in a lesson that I wasn't supposed wasn't, to be reading a yep. book. Yeah. So it's not that reading is bad. No, no, reading's good. It's just you weren't doing what you were meant to be doing. Opening up my Dean Kuntz novel whilst in maths, probably not what I was being- Good books back then, though. Fucking oath. Mm. Good stuff. Anyway, in 2023, that's not the issue. Your main issue in schools are smartphones. Yep. Or, yeah, phones, but specifically smartphones. Yeah, well, that's pretty much all are now. Exactly. So schools have decided to come up with a way to go, ha-ha- we can we we've got you sorted now. Some schools have a zero phone policy, which I don't disagree with. I don't see there's any need for any child in class to have a mobile phone on. No, if for some reason, and I know I've seen this before, where parents have the argument of, but if it's an emergency, I need to be able to contact my child. Call the office. Contact the school. The call child the is there exactly. Can... So that's what happened in yours and my day. Mm. They would call the office person from the office would come down to the class and get the kid out of school. Yep. So that's normal. That's mm. natural. That's fine if you have a message for the kid like, mm, jump on the bus, I'm not going to be able to pick you up. Send him a text message. That kid can check their phone when they get out of class and go, oh, not going on the bus, mum's coming to pick me yeah. up, or vice versa. Yep. That's fine as well. I don't really see a need for them to have them in the classroom, but maybe I'm just being unlike fucking old. So – what some schools have said is a zero ban. Other schools have got these things called the yonder. Oh, is it just block the phones out? It's a yonder pouch. And it's a universal pouch. Tell yeah. me, Joe. Well, it's a, it's a universal pouch that basically fits almost any size smartphone. Right. Um, and you put it in there and it just is a, basically a blocker. Yep. Means you can't use it, but it's locked. It's magnetically locked. So it's like the things that you get at shops to stop your nick and stuff. Oh, yeah, yep. So you, so you need a special contraption to undo it. Special or... device to undo it. And yep. it's generally an ultra-powerful magnet 
that will release a pin in there, which means you can open up the yonder pouch and get your phone out. Hopefully it doesn't have like a blue ink that when like when you're still closed. <laughs> exactly. If you try and open it yourself, it goes yes. like a bloody octopus. Yeah. And um, yeah, your phone's all coloured. Exactly. So it's got quite uh, a lot of thick padding as well. So I think it sort of blocks phones going off and all that kind of stuff. And basically kids put it in there. They have to do – that's what they have to do. Cool. So, so they still get to keep their phone with them though. Is that well, the idea? Their phone, their responsibility. Yep. If they lose or damage the pouch – then it's a cost to them. Right. So you can't just, you know, cut into your pouch and whatever. Yeah. You need to pay yeah, so for it. It's not a case you don't go to the office and put it in and they take it and collate them somewhere in the office and you get it back later. Yeah. You actually hold the phone with you still, but you can't use it. Correct. Right. Yeah, because they don't want to be looking after people's phones. True. Um, yep. Some kids have gone to the point where, you know, mum and dad may have upgraded their phone and they've got an old iPhone 6 lying around. So that's the one they put in the yonder pouch, and then the one that they use in school is the iPhone oh, 8. Sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky. But the other one- It's a little bit like when you carry two guns. Always carry one on the ankle. Exactly. So always always takes your weapon, you've already got to back up. Well, most of these places, though, have little unlocking stations throughout the school, generally in quite public areas. So you can unlock your phone, and that's fine. Uh, Aussie students hitting TikTok with over 330,000 views. Showing kids how to break the yonder pouch oh, no. without damaging the pouch so you can get your phone out. <laughs> and apparently it's just a couple of quick whacks on the side of the bench and uh, causes enough force that the magnet just releases. You can open it up, get your phone out, no problems. How good are kids? Tell you what, though, how many – here's the thing. How many kids miss? Not all kids are smart. No. I mean, there's a lot that are, Some are but not all of them. Dumb as and that's okay because we have a, a broad spectrum <laughs> of intelligence and Correct. looks and sizes and sexualities and everything. That's fine. Yep. But how many kids do you reckon have gone mm. fantastic and they've bashed it and smashed their phone in the pouch? That wouldn't surprise me. There <laughs> would be lots. There would be more than you want. <laughs> and how, do that, how does that kid su- explain it? Oh, Jimmy picked, up, Jimmy picked up my phone and hit it. wasn't <laughs> me, Mum. Yeah, no, no. Danny wouldn't have done that. No. Danny's a good boy. Danny tastes Doesn't great. get into trouble. No. Danny's Hangs out with the right crowd. Yeah, exactly. Goes Great school. Great neighbourhood. Great grades. Yep. Yep. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Fucking that other kid, though. Fucking. Absolute shithead. Pain in the ass. Pain in the ass. So, but trust the Aussies to come up with something. Just to come up with something. I wonder how long it would have taken them to work that out, how many yonder patches they would have got, just to try and experiment around and work out how to do it. I reckon... They would have tried various methods of prizing it. But it says, like, on the thing, it says, this is how you get it open. It might take you a couple of whacks, but it does work. Right. So how many times did they smack this, specifically just on the, the locking mechanism well, the to point, get it to work? The people who invented that. Yes. Well, they would have made a, a mint out of it mm-hmm. if schools went purchasing them. Yes. They would have seen this TikTok video and gone, oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> Get that fucking inventor back here. We paid him a fucking shitload of money. They don't work. They don't work. Why kids kids are on their phones all the time? We need up we need an update. Update it. Mm. <laughs> we need to sell. Oh dear. Oh, man. Wouldn't that shit you though? If you created something, you'd all these sales get perfectly. Thirty thousand dollars some schools are spending on okay. yonder pouches. So it's going nicely and then yeah. suddenly someone puts up a puts up a TikTok where you just bash it on a table. <laughs> And it comes open. You just you would sit there at your desk after you'd seen it. Just put your hands in your head, correct, and just weep. Go, oh, fair <laughs> enough. Because your entire business is gone. That's it. But it's like the it, I think we've had this conversation before about the person who Sony came out with the un 
copyable computer game. Yep. Like that it was, was it. That, it was, was it a computer ago. game or a music disc? Uh, I think it was just the disc. Yeah. yeah. You can't copy it, can't copy it. Yep. Took it to some sort of nerd fair and then some kid with a Sharpie drew a circle around the outside which covered up the code that said don't copy and then that was it. It was free and easy <laughs> to use. Yep. Sometimes the answers are simple. Sucks is just bashing it on the table. Correct, correct, mm. correct, correct. Mind you, though, I wouldn't recommend if your phone's got issues just to smash it on the table. Uh, maybe try turning it off and on again first. Maybe that's the go. Yeah. Now, Mr. Barnes, I... You had another uh, kid's story, didn't you? That was my kid's story. That was the one... Um, that was my kid's story. But I did have another one for you, right? So, during the week, I joined a new group called the Coca-Cola Collectors Club. Coca-Cola Collectors Club. Which is people who collect Coca-Cola memorabilia. Yeah. So, the CCCC. So, the Coca-Cola Collectors Group. We had a bit of a break just then, and you might notice that in the event, but fucking shit has gotten real. Right. Mm. So, Mr. Barnes. Give me the news. Give me the news. Right. Look, I thought this was going to be just... A boring conversation. A ho-hum story. But now... Oh, things have gotten a bit whatever. Now it's got meaty. Well, okay. So during last week, I bought a carton of Coke, slab of Coke, 24 cans. Yep. Put my hand in, pulled a can out, and went, fuck, that's a bit that's a bit lighter than normal. Uh, and took the, held the can, gave it a shake, and I could hear what would only be described as a dribble left in the can. And I'm like, oh, fuck. It's punctured in the box, and there's going to be Coke everywhere. That wasn't the case. Took the can out. Yeah. Still sealed. Right. And I'm like, okay. Gave it the once over on the can. Couldn't see any. There was a slight ding, but it certainly didn't look like a crinkle where a pinhole could be present. Right. So I've gone, I know, I'll fill up a bucket of water, and I'll submerge it and see if I can find where the bubble comes out. Smart. Floated. Every time, no bubbles. So what it appears, Mr. Barnes, I had was a factory-sealed empty can of Coke. Okay, that's actually kind of cool. Well, that's what I thought. And I'm thinking, what am I going to do? I know I'll call the good people at Coca-Cola because they're quite good at this sort of thing. And I'll just simply say to them, look, I've got an empty can of Coke. And I know that Coke will either say, look, if you send it to us, we'll send you out a voucher to Woolies or Coles and you'll get a – reimbursement, mm-hmm. or we'll send you a six-pack or whatever it happens to yep. be, because they want to make sure their customers are happy. Exactly. And it's, it costs them fuck Nothing all. to them. It, nothing to them. You, you are the smallest speck in the universe in this scenario. Correct. And one can, and it's, a, it's an anomaly. Mm. But I thought, you know what? Maybe, just maybe. Maybe. This could be something that might be valuable to somebody. For like the, a, look, like Coke a collector. Is, Coke is one of those where you get- just liver collectors. Oh, like they are fans. just everything about Coke. Exactly. So everything. I, exactly. It's not going to. I didn't think it was going to be like my spice dolls, where I was expecting a big payout. Yep. But I definitely thought it could be worth maybe a hundred bucks. Maybe because I've been drinking Coke for a very long time, mm-hmm. and I've never had this happen before. Yep. I've never had a factory I've never sealed heard of it happen before. Exactly. So I went online. Did you Google it? See if you. I did. There was an August twenty fifth article in twenty twenty one. Mm-hmm. Finding an empty can of Coke could earn you up to $25,000. Holy shitballs. That's what I said. Uh, to say that one man's treasure is another one's treasure is a bit of an understatement. There was a lady who went on the Tiki Talks and went, 
where's my Coke? And had an empty can of Coke, like mine, mm-hmm. and opened it on the Tiki Tok, tipped it, and nothing came out. And then got flooded on TikTok with you just lost thousands. Mm. You had something extremely valuable. Yep. And by extremely it, rare. That's extremely rare and extremely valuable. Makes it valuable. Hmm. Now, if you go through the website, you see collectors have got these cans like uh, Coke and Pepsi and Dr. Pepper have also been listed. Um, but nothing is quite as popular as Coca-Cola. Mm. So as far it's as collectors go, it is the original. Um, what about Tab? Any Tab? tab. <laughs> Fucking an unknown, a factory sealed. That that was owned by Coca Cola. It was Coca Cola. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, that would be worth that. It. That I believe was the first Diet Cola. Yeah, I think it really was. I think it was discussed Tab before ages ago. Tab. But Tab, that, that maroon can. Hello, Tab. Anyway, so I put I put uh, a bit of a, a a search on. Now that was the only article that I could find mentioning a possibility that it might be worth something. Which is good, though, too, because if it's the only article you could find, it actually says to you, it is rare. Well, exactly. Otherwise, there would have been things about empty Coke cans everywhere. Well, exactly. So I thought, mm, you know what, I'll go to the Ebays, because that's where a lot of things like this would go on. Yeah, it's where the crazies are. Where the crazies <laughs> It is fucking exactly right. <laughs> and I found a variety of prices, ranging from a few hundred to a few thousand yep. to $20,000 of what people were asking. That's right, because things are only worth what people are willing to pay. It's exactly right. So I thought, I don't really want to put an ad up and be just another, I've got no idea what it's worth. Mm-hmm. What's my starting price? You know, what? Where do, where do I put that line in the scene? I've got no idea. So I jumped on the Facebook, and believe it or not, there's a couple of, I don't know, collector's sites on, on Facebook, yep. people who- I'm not shocked. It just sucks <laughs> a big brand. Exactly. So I joined up to one that had about 15,000 members. Wow, well, okay. Yep. Worldwide, so it's obviously- Probably in the Americas, but I did notice, it, you got to see a couple of posts, and I saw that one or two had comments from Australian audiences. Right. So that's fine. So I took photos of the can, top, bottom, all the way around, and a picture of it on a scale, so that you could Smart. see how much it weighs. Yep. And say, look, I'm not sure whether or not this is worth anything. I thought this would be the place to go. Um, this is what I have. I believe it to be unopened, factory sealed, empty can of Coke. My cursory internet search says it's worth anywhere between a hundred and a few thousand dollars. What's the thought on it? Now, the first response came back five cents. And I'm like, oh, okay. That was all they wrote, five cents. I'm thinking, a bit abrupt, but fair enough. The possibly sec- being a little bit of a smart ass. Possibly Let's be being. honest. Yeah, fair enough. But the next one came from uh, the page administrator mm-hmm. who said, believe it or not, happens more frequently than what you think. There's really no value at all okay. to it. You know? Fair enough. It, it's just, it's a, it holds no more value unopened than it would, would opened. Yep. If you've got a specific date on it or whatever, that's probably where the value is. Right. But, you know, this happens a bit more frequently, obviously, than what you think. And then there was people who were like, for fuck's sake, oh, this again. Oh, okay, right. Like, so obviously this is not a new question that's been on the page. Mm-hmm. I only scrolled for a few, like a few weeks of their past posts to see if I could find that in a yes. thread somewhere, and I couldn't. Um, and one guy said, oh, spare me. So I sent him a gif. 
of a bowling ball knocking down the last pin and the word spare coming up, which I got a reasonable response of That's funny. Yep. funny. Um, and then someone else went, I can't remember. And the thing is, I'm trying to show you some of the comments yeah, you, that you, I got. You're just looking for it then, so you show me. Yeah. It appears. That's the reason why we had a little pause and then started again. Exactly. It appears, Mr. Barnes, I have been removed from said group. So it was a bit of an attitude thing. Well, yeah. do you there know was. An attitude adjustment, Jay? I do. Because, well, there was one. There was one that kind of got quite, oh, for fuck's sake, face palm, you know, yeah. this, this old chestnut again, but was quite blase and I should know better. And I've gone, well, sorry, person's name. I didn't know. And if you read my post, um, I was You're just- You asking the question. I was just asking the question. Yep. Uh, and then there was someone else who- oh, I, the, the problem is I can't read you what I wrote. And I wrote back to this person a different post who was very derogatory. And I'm like, well, I didn't know. You know, this is no different. If, if you were to ask me as a coin- or a stamp more valuable because it's been misprinted, I would say yes. And I'm sure if you go online, you can find coin and stamp collectors who will say, if the Australian Mint or the US Mint misprint a coin and it makes its way into circulation, that becomes super valuable and super rare. So I thought this manufacturing fault or quality control issue might add an extra value to it. Mm. And the person's response was something along the lines of, oh, you've, you've made my point. And I've gone, how so? That was the last thing I wrote. And now I have been removed. Wow. So I don't know what I've done. I didn't think I was being too antagonistic. You are just you're just too on the edge for Coca-Cola collectors, mate. Well Which is a shame because you're a Coca-Cola drinker. I am a Coca-Cola drinker. A lover drinker. of the brand. I really do. And you've been evicted from your clan. Things go better with Coke if if the world has taught us nothing. So I can't Polar bears did. Exactly. I mean, they they didn't invent Santa Claus, but they certainly created the brand that we are a bit more aware of, of old St. Nick. True. Um, but, yeah, it looks like I have been removed, or wow. at the very least, my post has been removed from their page, which I think is probably more likely. But it is asking me that if I want to join the group, I can. But my post has been removed. So I think they've done themselves a disservice. Have they? Well, I think they have. I think what they should have is when you have a Facebook page, you can have a bit of information. Yes. If this is a question that you are, as a group, getting asked frequently, where, oh, for fuck's sake, this question yep, again. you would have it in those details. Maybe you put it in there. Mm. If, you're in, if you have an unknown factory unopened can of Coke and you want to know the valuation, click here. And then you click there, as I would. And it will give you a full detailed description from one of the members who says it's really worth nothing. Yeah, being done. Question but, answered. You know, one guy did say uh, what you have in your hand is a rabbit hole because if you keep that, you are just going to end up with a collection like this and then showed a room full of Coke collectibles, <laughs> which I thought was quite clever. And, yeah. I, and I just responded so with ha, ha, ha. Yep. Like that was great. That was a perfect response. So fuck you, Coke collectors. Wow. Fuck well, you in the arse. I've got to admit, I didn't realise that Coke collectors – such surly, a clicky, surly group. Yeah. Oh, they really. I think any any collectors can get a little bit surly. I mean, you know, are they? I mean, we're talking about cults and that before <laughs> the coke cult. I mean, are they kind of the next level of of cult? 
Like it's not religion. It's coke. Well, you do. I mean, we can get a little bit funny. I mean, you and I have been out to dinner a few times and they've gone, I'll say, oh, can I have a Coke? And they'll go, uh, Pepsi. And I'll go, oh, hang on a minute. Yeah, because yeah. they're very different beasts. They taste different. It's it's no different, to be honest. I look at it from a point of view of me going out and saying, oh, can I have a bourbon and Coke? Would you I like say, a Merlot? Would you like a Scotch? Yeah. Yeah. Like no, Scotch no, whiskey? No, no one. Bourbon? Yeah. Oh, but it's the same thing. Same, same. Uh, it's actually not. It's completely different. Yeah. Or can I have a Shiraz? Oh, we've got Merlot. Yeah, no, it's not going to work. It's it's not the same. Yeah. Like, I understand it's red and it's a beverage. Yeah. But so is, you know, Red Cordial. Yeah, can I have a glass of a Capsaf? Uh, Pinot. Pinot? Pinot Gris? No. Uh, no, okay. it's not the same thing. So don't give me shit if, you, if I ask you for a Coke and you go, it's Sweeps, it's the same thing. It's fucking not. It's just <laughs> not, and you won't convince me otherwise. Yeah, and look, I'm not a Coke wouldn't say addict, a coke lover. A coke lover. Like you are? Yeah. But I do agree. Like, for instance, I drink Pepsi Max. Perfect. I enjoy it. Right. It's, it's, I like it as a diet drink. Yep. Um, but um, I wouldn't mix that with, say, um, bourbon or Maker's Mark or anything else at all. No, you'd I put AC coke. Cola. Oh, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> if you could get – remember, we used to always yeah, use used AC to Cola. Once way back. Because I had so much extra sugar. <laughs> <laughs> AC Cola was the jam. But I'll always go to Coke. Because it's a better mixer. It's just, it's the drink. And that's what it is. It's just what you like. It doesn't have to be the best, just has to be what you like. So, fuck you, So, but for those who out there who will mix Pepsi Max with their bourbons and scotch and all the rest of it, fucking wake up to yourself. (laughs) Wake up to yourself. Fucking, what are you doing? Get your hand off a Daryl. Look, I I get that it's not a bad drink, but it's not for that. No. It's not for that. You can use it for many things, just not for that. Not for that. (laughs) I mean, you can. You can use it just as a fresh drink on a hot day. Perfect. You can use it for lube. Yeah. Can you? You can. Get sticky after a while, wouldn't it? That's all right. Extra traction. Keep applying. Yeah. Just keep on. It's a taste of a new generation. (laughs) (laughs) You know. I mean, the um. You know, the good thing is it won't add any kill jewels. No. Did you see that? Um, Netflix, oh, man, we're fucking talking about TV. There's a surprise. The Netflix series on Pepsi, Where's My Plane? Yes, I did. Did you watch all of yeah, it? Yeah, I did. That's really cool. It was bizarre. But I but think- Funny. What do you reckon? Like, do you think he had a case? And do you think they genuinely owed him Look, honestly, um, they fucked it up at the start. Yeah. Because they should have had some T's and C's there. Like they did in Canada. Yep. They should have done it, and they didn't. And they opened a, a door, and, and he walked the fuck through it. And then here was the bit that made me think they know they're fucked up. Then they changed it. Yeah, and that's where they really fucked Twice. up. It's mm-hmm. saying, well, we'll try and get around it. And it's like, you know what? And then when you found out from the producer why was it 7 million points and not 700 million points or whatever, it's because some executive went, oh, it looks too many numbers. Let's just make it a little bit less. Yep. No one's ever going to get there anyway. No. Fuck. They so own a if plane. You, if you haven't watched it on Netflix, it's um. I think it is Pepsi Where's My Plane or something. Yeah, what Pepsi Where's My Plane. Yeah, uh, it's actually worth a watch. Um, it's just it's quite interesting how far people will go mm. if they think they're right. Well, uh, look, most if you grew up when Troy and I did in the in the eighties and nineties, you would be aware that different products offered you the opportunity to get merchandise. If you collected bottle tops and all that kind of stuff. It was a big stuff. one with Coke for a while. Oh, it was massive. There was heaps of things. I mean, most of the time, all we probably got was a yo-yo. 
Which but is, I mean, you could get a leather jacket, you could get exactly. all this other stuff. Or remember when they printed a, a code on the inside of a can? Like yes. the wind code on the inside of a can? All that kind of stuff. Yep. So back, I think it was the 90s, was it? I think that's when it was. I reckon. Um, Pepsi ran a campaign in the USA that said, if you collect a certain amount of caps or labels or barcodes or whatever, then you could purchase Pepsi merch. Yep. And they actually brought out those little catalogue. Exactly. You could actually pick out what you wanted, say that what the points are worth, bang, mm-hmm. bang, bang. And they also gave you the option of if you didn't have enough points to get the thing that you wanted, you could exchange cold hard cash for tokens yep. and buy the thing that you wanted. Mm-hmm. Now, the cost that you were spending to buy that token was probably a lot more than what that yo-yo or leather jacket was worth. Yes, but if you were walking around with a pair of Ray-Ban Pepsi glasses and you paid 100 bucks when it was probably only worth 50 who cared? The thing is, in the ad, there was a picture of a MIG. Well, no, actually, it, was, it was a TV ad. TV ad. It actually showed the plane pretty much landing on the front lawn. Yep. And the kid did it, and it's cool because he ran in his points. Correct. And mm. they said, and 7 million points or something. Yeah, something like that. And it was just meant to be a joke. It's like, you know, no one's ever going to do this, but, you know, we're just going to throw something ridiculous on and say, how fucking cool is this? Yep. We're going to use some cool shit and then just go to the absolute ceiling that no one would ever do as a bit of a joke for an advertising campaign. That's all it was. And this guy went, I reckon I can do that. Well, he calculated what 7 million points or whatever was worth compared to what a jet was worth. Well, but the the first thing he tried to do was how much Pepsi do I need to get all the barcodes? Yep. And then he saw the catalogue and saw that he could buy the points. Mm, yeah, once he realised that it, it just wasn't going to happen, yeah, then he could buy it. And it worked out by buying the points, it was a lot less than buying a jet. He needed less than a million dollars to buy a $31 million aeroplane. Yeah. And he found someone who was going to give him a million bucks. Yeah. Or under just under yeah, a million bucks. It was, yeah. Um, it was really clever. It's, it's a actually, great story. And it's, only, it's only four episodes or something. It's not really- Yeah, three or four episodes. And it really discusses how – I mean, just to watch how Pepsi changed the face of advertising and how they got the brand to be what it was against the juggernaut that was Coca-Cola mm. in the 90s. And they were winning in Amer- in the areas of America with that advertising campaign. Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, yeah. they had New Kids on the Block. They had Janet Jackson, Michael Jackson. Yep. And Coco Polar Bears. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they had Claudia Schiffer. Yeah, because no, Coke, Claudia Coke- Schiffer. Uh, Cindy Lauper, maybe? Cindy no? Crawford. Cindy Crawford, yeah. Not Cindy Lauper. <laughs> Cindy Lauper. Yeah. She showed her true colours. Girls just a... want to have Coke. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's just, it was it was pretty impressive because Coke thought they just had the market. Mm. And Pepsi came along and said, eh, you know what? We're just going to put our mitts up and see mm. if we can take you on. And by the way, uh, anyone who wants to, I will take the Pepsi challenge and I'm pretty confident that I will be able to pick Coke. I've never done it before, mm. but... I mean, I, I consider it and think, you know what, it'd have to be easy. But obviously it isn't because people get it wrong. Uh, I, I can go to a place and ask for a Coke and they'll bring out something and I'll go, ooh. Yeah, I'll, I well, will agree with I'm that. I'm in a Schweppes venue. And then you look over the bar and go, yes, I am. Mm. And someone's going, oh, it's just the same thing. No, it's no, not. it's fucking not. I'll have a Sunkist. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if we've got Pepsi, I'll buy a Sunkist instead. Sunkist. Yeah, okay. Mm. Mix anyway. it with your bourbon. <laughs> so there you go, roadies. Get on board, see if you can find yourself some Coca-Cola memorabilia, and then don't sell it on Coca-Cola traders because they're all fucking assholes. Yeah, don't go on that page. No. No, don't don't argue with them. Don't argue with them. They're an angry mob, aren't they? <laughs> You'll probably find that they're on your bloody front lawn. Exactly. Burning a, a Coca-Cola logo Effigy. into your lawn. 
unbelievable. Got to watch out for him. You do. Anyway, yeah. roadies, on that, I am Joe. I am Troy. And we are the South Red Boys. We certainly are.